Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast. Subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. me tonight i am very excited to have this conversation we were just talking about how long it's been in in the works planning uh but uh this gentleman is one of the absolute sweetest people in the ttrpg space um does a lot to help people feel welcome and loved and does uh some great stuff um with gifts so yeah if you would like to introduce yourself that's pretty kind of you. Thank you yeah. so much for the kind words. Also, it's a pleasure to meet you. I don't know if, we, if yeah. I said that before, but it's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Um, hello, it's me, RoboGoblin. And um, I'm a Cherry streamer. I'm a TTRPG uh, producer, uh, TTRPG player, and I make gifts. Yeah. Make a lot of gifts. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is so much fun. Um, well, yeah, well, we'll get into all of that stuff, but where I always like to get started is how did you get into nerd stuff in general? Nerd stuff in general? Oh man, that was, that was a long time ago. I guess my first interaction was with, um, the Super Nintendo mm -hmm. when I was like five years old and I, I played a lot of Super Nintendo. My yeah. favorite game back then was, um, Super Mario Land, I think. Okay. No, Super Mario World. Mm. So that was a segue to all the nerdy stuff. Um, in my computers classes, I, I was a whiz at computers. At yeah. like, like eight years old. So yeah, that was pretty much my segue for nerdy stuff. Nice. Did you, um, did you grow up in Arizona? I did not. I actually grew up in Mexico with my family there. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, um, I uh, do know. So here's the thing. I know a lot of the um, shows everybody watches here, mm -hmm. but I just know the references in Spanish <laughs> because <laughs> I only saw those, those shows in Spanish. Yeah. So sometimes they're like, oh, you like this one? Yeah, I love that thing. 
but so you do know about this thing and I'm like what <laughs> yeah uh, no no i but yeah it's yeah it's a whole thing that's funny yeah um that's cool so when when did you move to america then i actually well i uh, grew up close to the border okay. so I, I we i have access to just going to the to the united states and mexico in like less than five minutes yeah so so yeah that was pretty much it um but when i finally moved here was about um to arizona was about in uh 2015 yeah that's awesome yeah i um so as many listeners know i'm i'm from new mexico and uh i've never funny enough have never been down to mexico but my mom has been multiple times um because her current husband's family's from there and uh, Mm -hmm. and yeah she uh knows spanish fluently and i don't speak oh cool yeah i i can understand quite a bit just from like you know you learn like a lot of my friends as a a kid where i grew up like work uh had from mexican families and so like you pick up a lot of stuff i think just being around it but i just never like took any classes to learn it or anything and it's one of those things i regret like Spending six years learning French instead of Spanish was a mistake. I live in <laughs> so, uh, but here yeah. we are. <laughs> Let's see, here we are. Yeah. yeah. But that's cool. So did you, like, I mean, the, Nintendo is like the segue. Do, you know, did you continue gaming throughout the rest of your life? Yes. Uh, I had um, all the, pretty much all of the um, um, consoles had the, I love Nintendo, first of all. And then my parents got me like playstations and stuff like that so yeah then they pretty much you know they were friendly enough my parents were friendly enough for me to have those kind of kinds of uh hobbies yeah that's cool you know a lot of like obviously ttrpgs is grounded in fantasy and stuff like that like were Mm -hmm. you were rpgs and things like that games that you enjoyed when you're playing video games I did not. Funny enough, uh, I did not. I, as a person, as a Robo Goblin, I do not like um, RPGs that much, mm, except okay. Pokemon, probably. Yeah. But um, when it comes to fantasy, my my favorite movie was the Disney movie of the uh, the Sword in the Stone. Oh yeah, yep, that's a good one. Yeah, so that was my favorite movie growing up, and. Um, I loved all the magic stuff. I loved the ability that pretty much that's what got me into the whole druid thing. So I can turn into animals and just be animals and stuff like that. But yeah, that was my, my pretty much my fantasy intro into all the uh, RPGs. And um, I did not play a lot of, um, well, I played a little bit of board gaming, mm-hmm. but it was mostly not the big kind of um board games it was more like monopoly and uno and stuff like that yeah yeah and did you so what what like brought you into the world of ttrpgs then uh, i was uh in 2018 probably uh around when the stranger things happened mm. so pretty much stranger things what was the thing that got us into uh ttrpgs well D, first of all yeah yeah it's but like okay so you see you see stranger things 
Uh-huh. And then was it like, all right, well, now I need to play this and you went out and found it? Or did you just find like people to play with? Or what was the, how did that work uh, for you? Uh, so um, it was so uh, early, or I don't remember exactly when Strange Things was, but it happened around January of uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. And I binged the whole show in like yeah. one sitting and super cool, awesome. Mm-hmm. And our, I started talking to my friends about it. And we started talking about the whole thing and 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 just D&D in general. And yeah. I didn't know anything about Dungeons & Dragons other than what I've seen in the show. And it's probably because I always imagined Dungeons & Dragons being some, some game plan played in uh, in the basement where everybody's dressed up as wizards or elves <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but um, I started talking to my friends and one of my friends actually was my first DM ever. And he was like, I'll, I'll be the dungeon master. And we're like, cool, cool, cool. And so we got there and it was my birthday weekend because mm-hmm. my birthday happened. And so I got them all together. We were outside of my house and we set up this whole ambience thing. We had like uh, those uh, electric candles. We had mm-hmm. like lights all over the the place and um, and it was uh, we had music and all that stuff. It was Spotify. It was actually uh, a playlist called Dungeons and Dragons background music. <laughs> nice. So, so we used that as a, yeah. you know, <laughs> for the background. Yeah. And um, we got we made our characters right there. It was a lot because mm. oh my god, there's a lot of rules. And at first you got into it and like oh, there's so there's so so much stuff to that I need to learn. Yeah. And uh, what was I doing? I love dice, mm-hmm. so I was like, my 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 friend just got this whole huge bag of dice. He yeah. just threw it on the table and I was like ecstatic. I loved all the dice and all the colors and that was my main thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was basically my first interaction with TTRPGs in general. That's cool. It's like in those early days, I'm sure like the excitement of of just playing for the first time and playing with your friends, um, kind of I know like for me, like it's just like you you don't really look too deep into stuff, but I'm curious, like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, one, like what was like in terms of, um, the backgrounds of the other people at the table, like were were you the only person of color there or did you have other, like, were your friends also people of color? Oh yeah. Um, uh, we're, we're all Mexicans. So, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's awesome. But I'm curious, like then in that sense, like looking through the book and stuff, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like especially uh, for Mexican and indigenous people, uh, Latina people, like that's one of the things in, in fantasy books that just seems to be the most underrepresented. Like I'm, I'm black and I'm always looking for black characters and we'll get a few, but I'm like, I feel like it's, (laughs) you hardly ever see, uh, people of, of those other descents. Yeah. That's interesting to say that because I do remember, um, flipping on the, um, flipping, the um uh what's it called the player's handbook yeah yeah and i don't remember i think there was a couple of uh characters that were that looked like uh 
people of color, mm-hmm. but mostly what I have as an idea for elves are all white, yeah, mm-hmm. white elves because that's how I imagine everything being elves, like this, yeah. the tall, blonde, blue eye people <laughs> with pointy yeah. ears. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. And I mean, like I, you know, now we have, you know, they're beginning to do stuff, right? Like the radiant Citadel obviously mm-hmm. um, was a step in, in the right direction, but yeah, I think like, you know, it's just, it's something that I hope that we see more of, but it's, it's tough that we have to do so much of that on our own. And I'm curious, like when you first started playing, did that, was that at all an obstacle for you or was it just something that you were like, well, I wasn't expecting it. So we'll just, you know, move forward. Uh, no, I don't think it was, it was an obstacle or anything like that. We just looked at everything we had and we, we just played with those characters. Yeah. We just, we just wanted to be dwarves or wizards. In my case, I wanted to be a wizard. Yeah. I, I named my first character Marvin because of Merlin. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, and I guess I envisioned my first character, my first wizard character to be just a white person. I yeah. didn't imagine it to be like someone like me. Yeah. Light brown or medium brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you remember the first time that you l- looked at a character you created and said like, oh, for sure, this character is brown, this character is Mexican? Uh, yeah, it was my third character because my second character was a dragonborn. Okay. Uh, but um, a blue dragonborn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my third character was probably um, the one that I saw myself in because I made it basically like a tiny version of myself. It was a halfling. Mm-hmm. And I made him look like myself. It had my my he had my my hair and 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 my color of skin and and it, he had like a green coat and he was a druid. He was mm-hmm. the first ever um, circle of the moon druid I I've ever built, and he was awesome. And I remember that that. I was going to use him for the, um, I don't remember the name of it, but it was the, um, the Underdark Adventure for the uh, Dungeons Dragons. Um, like the Beginner's Box one? No, it was one of the, Out of the Abyss. Out of the Abyss. Uh, okay. I think it was, it, yeah. it had like the Demogorgon on, mm-hmm. yeah, so. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I, I know what you're talking about, but I'm, yeah, I'm also like, blanking on the name of it yeah i so um so yeah that was the first character i ever made that i made him look like me yeah and i named him mr neil which it was it was an anagram of merlin mm. again i <laughs> yeah merlin friend yeah did you did you um do you feel like in that moment Cause I know like now, you know, now that we're oh God in 2023, mm-hmm. um, I know that you've had the opportunity to play with tables, um, of all Latina people, but like, I'm curious in that moment of making this character that looked like you do, do you feel like you have like a recognition, like, a like a, I don't know, like a, whatever sense it was, but I'm curious, like if that 
change anything in the way that you looked at it for you? Uh, yes. I, I thought, ah, that was pretty cool. I'm going to use more human or human-like characters that have my own color of skin. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until my first ever um, stream, actual stream, that I was mm-hmm. invited to, that I wanted to make my character more, more Mexican, more me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I reskinned the um, the Mister Neil one to make him my character, which is and and had him had a um, um, you know a Spanish name. Yeah. So in my case, I named them Lunes. Mm. So that was the thing that I wanted to be known as, as the guy that has, that, you know, that made his character as Mexican as he was. Yeah. That's really cool. What was that first uh, stream for? Do you remember? Yeah, it was my first ever campaign that I was a part of. Um, it was a homebrew world. And made by Strike, and uh, we um, we played uh, biweekly on the Chaotic Tiefling ATL network, mm-hmm. and it ran for almost a year. And then we actually ended it this year. Oh so, wow! Yeah, we had to end it because yeah. you know stuff happened. Yeah. That's really cool. Like, did you, what, what made you want to get into actual play and like stream games, stuff like that? Uh, Because I always wanted to um, be like one of the people that played in a stream. I, I watched the, uh, before everything I used to watch um, the C team. Okay. The C team, which was a stream game. And I wanted to be like, Hey, I want to be something like that. And then I actually got into uh, well, it was then Heroes of the Veil, um, and it was all, you know, what was it? Uh, Theory of the Mind, mm. and I wanted to try that. And you know, um, Babs, um, um, Babs the Bat actually called me and well, messaged me and asked me if I wanted to be a part of the the campaign. And I was like, hell yeah! It wasn't there well it was, it was it was real special it was i love all those people but mm-hmm. i i was the only people of color there mm-hmm. yeah. so i was the only person of color there so i loved all those people mm-hmm. but i i never had like the 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 thing you had when you actually play with all your the people you that are like you yeah, like yeah. i had with my friends who are all mexicans mm-hmm. Or when I play with Latina people. So, yeah. yeah, so it was really special. But again, it's not that super, the other experience you had with other people like you. Yeah. D- did you join the TTRPG space as as a person who was going to make gifts of, of these actual plays? Was that like your initial entry into it or? Oh, oh so I got into um, uh, gifts. Uh, right when the pandemic st- started. Okay. So it's a pretty dark time. Yeah. And for everybody, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But um, I needed something. I needed something to do because I was really down in the dumps uh, yeah. for most of the time. 
but uh, I needed something to do. So I just was looking at uh, D&D streams and um, I started thinking, what can I do to make something special or, you know, something, something cool about this um, Dungeons and Dragons show I'm, I'm watching. So I started thinking, now maybe if I make videos or, or uh, fan cams. And uh, that's when it hit me. Maybe I should make GIFs. So I started playing around with the computer. I am, and I was watching the show and like got clips of it from Twitch and then, you know, modify, edit them, edit them. And uh, that's when I got my first GIF. It was pretty cool. And I remember sharing that and everybody in the cast loved the whole thing, loved the whole GIF. And uh, they mentioned me in the stream as a way to thank me or whatever. And I thought that was really cool. And that's what got started me into this paddle, making gifts for everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you remember who was the first person you gift? Uh, Todd Kendrick, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was this uh, silly episode where, where, they, um, where Todd Kendrick was dressed as the guy from uh, Labyrinth, the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, and <laughs> that was my first gift ever. Nice. And uh, yeah, that I just remember. But yeah, Todd Kendrick was the first person I ever gift. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, so like as obviously we talked about like the beginning of 2020 being rough, like mm-hmm. um, but it also opened up the space for uh more TTRPG stuff like too. So like, you know, um for you, like you seeing this like influx of people, um you know how how was that for you like did you because i didn't join until last year so mm-hmm. i'm curious like or uh, last year god 2021 because it's a new year now <laughs> yeah. um yeah. i didn't join until 2021 so like i'm curious for you like in that time like you know were you immediately like cool i'm gonna start doing these actual plays and make these gifts or like what was that journey like to get to kind of closer to where you are now oh it was oh man um I guess uh, I started making gifts of of one show, and then one of the people that was in the show I was gifting went into another show, like a crossover event. Mm-hmm. So I follow her. It was Lauren Urban who mm-hmm. I follow into yeah. uh, another show it was D four, and it was totally different because they were not playing Theory of the Mind; they were actually playing with minis and all the stuff there so it was like okay that's interesting mm-hmm. and and then i started giving them and one of them actually went into the um another crossover stream with i think it was the rivals of the water deep mm, show yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i started watching them and i wanted to give them but some some other person was uh, um, it was actually Christina, one of my mm-hmm. friends, who was given them. I and I it was funny because we just started retweeting each other's gifts. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the whole camaraderie. And I don't know if that's the, that's the right yeah, word. Yeah, it was, a, it was a whole friendship thing that we started developing because as gift person mm-hmm. of gift making persons. Um, but then I started giving other shows 
and eventually I started, um, I started thinking about how can I make this place, you know, better for everyone. And that's when I got into um, charity streams. I started, yeah. people started, uh, started inviting me to charity streams that they were raising money for color change or uh, it was Jordan D&D Jordan Lee who was the first person who um, invited me to a um, charity stream. I was nervous as heck mm-hmm. on my first ever charity stream because I didn't know anybody. Um, but everybody made me feel so welcome. It was a great, it was a great one shot. I still remember. But um, I started thinking, hey, maybe I can use this, this stuff. It wasn't until, uh, I want to say the 2021, when there was uh, around uh, Hispanic Heritage Month mm-hmm. that I didn't see anything, basically anything of, that was celebrating Latinas yeah. in uh, TTRPGs. And so I wanted to change that. And wasn't it too? It took me like three weeks, but um, I got around fifteen people of Latinas yeah. around, and and you know I made this whole event about Latinas, and we raised money for a Latina um, uh, charity, and that was really special because it it wasn't something that people just see like. Mm. And and we also had like uh, games in Spanish. I actually GM a game in Spanish. Yeah, and it was real special for a lot of people because they wanted to see themselves too there. They, yeah, you know everybody wants to play TTRPGs, and it wasn't just um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It was Kids on Brooms, and um, it was Pasión de las Pasiones. Yeah. Um. And I don't know, that, that started to spark in me. And um, I wanted to do more. And so I started making, um, oh, but before that, I started into, I started making the, um, the Golden TTRP Gifts Awards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was basically just something to um, highlight, like, moments or people or awesome Awesome, awesome um, stream shows that that we just wanted to make this community better, and it was a whole ceremony. It was really special. It was uh, we had it over Discord. We had like a green room where everyone was around and everyone was talking to each other in the green room. <laughs> I, that was really cool. I yeah. didn't expect to see that, but I joined the green room. It was a Discord boys channel, and. Everybody was talking to each other and they're hyping each other up as they as I announced the winners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of made me feel like a, a real, you know, a real award show. Yeah. Yeah. That's but really yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think like, what was the, um, cause that's like a pretty big thing to take on. What was like, the inspiration of like, this is, I mean, this is the thing I'm going to do right now. Cause I remember when it happened and I think like, I think I remembered because I'm a huge transplanter fan. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the one that Connie got nominated for most evil GM. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the second uh, okay. second yeah, one yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I just remember being like, Connie's not evil. I don't understand this, but like, yeah, I'm a very yeah. literal person, so we <laughs> we got to sort it out. But yeah, anyway, um, so like, what, you know, what uh, what was like? Because like I said, that's a very huge thing to take on. Like, what was the inspiration behind this? Is this is something I'm going to do? Like, I'm going to make mm-hmm. an award show, um, f- you know, for these streams. Um, it was around award season, and I was okay. like um, thinking just you know ADHD the eat things before I go to sleep. I was mm-hmm. thinking, what if I make this? Sure, all right, I'll sleep on it. And of course, I didn't sleep on it. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot it. It wasn't like a week later. I was like, wait, wait, didn't I have this idea like a week later? Yeah, okay. So I went and, you know, I started looking for a war show that did this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I found like a couple things, but it was mostly for you know, the big shows, the Mm -hmm. big, huge shows. And I wanted to make something for the people who really don't have a lot of uh, visibility. Yeah. So I started, you know, thinking about categories and I (laughs) came up with like seven categories and, and I went from there. Um, I started talking to people to see if, if this was, something that people could be interested in yeah and i tweeted that and people were so excited and it was like a lot of hype behind it and i started thinking okay this this might work and i did the whole thing people actually um, nominated nominated a lot of their shows and Mm -hmm. and i started doing that it was a whole voting thing and at the end well it was my, it was a, a stream, my first ever stream as myself. Mm-hmm. I had to be myself and in front of a camera by myself. Mm. And it was horrifying because I was nervous as all heck. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, I just did that. And um, eventually I got the hang of it. Eventually yeah. I got my more comfortable being myself and, you know, talking to everybody. Uh, it was a huge turnout, turns out. But I told everybody, everybody in the mods, uh, the moderators, I told everybody to not say what the number was because I didn't want to hear anything <laughs> about that because I was going to get more nervous and then I kind of shut down, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was a whole thing. And a lot of people started talking. Then I got the, um, the people who won the the categories uh, made like speeches, yeah, and, and yeah, that was real special too. That's awesome. Yeah, I love I love that. Like and like I said in the introduction, like I think um, truly you are one of the sweetest people in the space, and I think that's no use <laughs> now. Uh, but it's that's one of the things that like that just is evidence of that. But I mean, you do a lot of other stuff that just like moments where you're just like, Hey, let's all like shout out people who, uh, inspire us or like all these different things. Um, and yeah, I like, it's so easy to just engage with Twitter in a very specific way or in Mm -hmm. a negative way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you very often decide to engage with it in a positive way that helps reinforce people's 
you know, love with each other. And while TTRPG community is not a thing, like a sense of community among people who are of a like mind. And so I'm, um, one, I just love that. And I just want to say thank you. Um, ah, thank you. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that's it's so much fun. The teacher RPG gifts, the award, the new awards are going to be soon. Is that correct? Cause I feel Maybe. like you posted like a cryptic. Tweet. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. It's just maybe. stay tuned too. Okay. Yeah. To stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> um, perfect. But yeah, the other thing that you talked about was doing the charity streams for uh Hispanic mm-hmm. Heritage Month. And was that the first time that you played at a table of all Latina people? Uh, I mean, other than your on, home game, because yeah, yeah, on stream, yes. Yeah. It was the first time I ever played with uh Latina people. Yeah. Man, that energy was in- incredible because mm-hmm. even though we had like different backgrounds and we we don't we i mean uh there weren't people come from all different uh parts of other yeah. countries latin spanish-speaking countries but we know like how it is mm-hmm. it's like uh it's, it's something this energy is something that makes you feel more comfortable than you already are yeah and because everybody understands you and yeah. everybody's there. It had similar experiences, but um, yeah, it was, it was really special. It was yeah. something real special. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I love that. I, the first time that I played at an all black tables with uh, blackness and dragons and it was uh, absolutely incredible. Oh, okay. I about this so much. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was the first day of black history month. It was their uh-huh. season finale. And I feel like there was one other thing too, but it was incredible. I played, I played a rancher named Morgan Freeman. And I <laughs> did an impression of Morgan Freeman's voice for the first time ever in my life that day. And uh, yeah, it was great. But yeah, I mean, again, like, you know, we're from different places. I think most of them are all from California, but like, we're, it's still like, it was just a thing of just this comfort level and this um, sense of like, safety and security and just fun and love yeah i think that's yeah it's really hard to beat the other table that gives me that is the uh unwavering force table which is uh we're all poc uh Uh it's our new pathfinder star wars show and um Uh uh-huh and and who is in it (laughs) uh with uh dusty Uh lonzo theta aki and Alyssa. And we, yeah, I think we often will just like, we talk about the show and we like do our planning and stuff. And there's a lot of times where it's just like, somebody would be like, this is, I'm doing things now that I wouldn't do in other tables. And I think it's just because we all have that same sense of like, yes, we're here for each other. Yeah. 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 We're going to take care of each other. We're, we're going to put each other through some stuff, but we're also going to, you know, come out at the other side, like with care and respect and, and just love for the performance. So, yeah. Yeah. It hits different, right? It does. Yeah. I mean, you're playing with basically my favorite people in the whole TTRPG space, but yeah. um, It hits different when you actually play with some people like you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It it really was a benefit. Like uh, the, the one who was like the surprise 
for me and and we've just kind of bonded so much over it was Lonzo mm. um, because Lonzo and I hadn't really talked that much. We both like were kind of like I see you, I see you, um, and he I had made a a tweet about that the idea of the show mm-hmm. months prior, and uh, and it was like one of my like few semi viral tweets. And he posted on, he's like, oh, this looks amazing. And I was like, all right, well, we got to talk about this. Um, and then we didn't. And then when <laughs> Dusty was like, all right, well, let's run this game. I was like, okay, well, if anybody like has direct line to Lonzo, I want to get Lonzo involved because uh, this is something we talked about. And um, and yeah, and like we we started uh, talking about it. We like, we're saying like, oh, let's have this like specific connection. We like took a day and watched um the one of the star wars shorts together to like get some inspiration so like oh yeah it's oh. it was yeah it's been a whole thing and um i i love all of them aki is hilarious Alyssa, <laughs> yes. I love like it's just yeah the whole group uh and so it's really it really is special but I, like i think it's like one of those things like especially in star wars we don't up until andor and even Ender is not all POC, but it's heavily POC. Like we don't get a lot of that. Oh my god, we can. I can talk about Andor. Can, <laughs> yeah, no, let me finish this thought, and we will talk about Andor for the rest. Yeah, of the yeah, show. no, it should be. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, but you know, we're doing something in in that way that like we're going into a space that doesn't have a ton of representation for us, mm-hmm. and we're gonna put our own. Uh, the things that we want to see in the Star Wars world into this game. And I think that that's super exciting. Um, and it's something we can do because we all feel comfortable with each other because of where we're all coming from. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited for your show. I mean, Thank I you. love everybody involved. And yeah, as you said before, uh, Lonzo is probably one of the most supportive people in the whole TTRPG space. Lonzo is incredible. Yeah. He supports you. He's, He's there for you. He asks how you have you been. He checks on you. She checks in on you. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I just love that, that guy. Yeah. He's real special too. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Dusty is incredible. Dusty is I've only played Dusty with Dusty in uh Pasión de los Pasiones game, and oh my god, they're incredible. Yeah. That's, oh the the things that oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, so creative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, yeah, Alyssa is hilarious Alyssa yes. is amazing too <laughs> and um aki aki's oh my god aki is so it's like chaos yes. in a person <laughs> yes i i love her yeah she's um <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and theta mm-hmm. theta is brilliant mm-hmm. like creative af but yeah i'm re- i'm really excited for this show by yeah. the way Thank you. Yeah, we are excited too. I'm excited for you to get to listen to it um, and check it out. We we've got a lot of fun stuff on the horizon. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, so now back to Andor. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, did you grow up a Star Wars fan? Uh, not really. I used to watch the the whole the the movies with my dad because he was a super super fan of it. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't start liking Star Wars until um uh what's it called? The Rogue Squad not not Rogue, Rogue Squad. Rogue One, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rogue One was pretty much my favorite movie of the whole Star Wars thing. It's yeah. I love it so so much. Yeah. 
So what was the appeal to Rogue One for you? Um, at first, because it had like this super cool, badass, um, female presenting human in front of the camera. It was the the protagonist. Mm -hmm. And then it was because I knew uh, Diego Luna. Yeah. Because he's Mexican and, and, um, and he also started there and I was like, pretty interesting watching. I grew up watching Diego Luna and very different kind kinds of movies like yeah different kinds of movies but um watching them watching him being badass being as cool or even more cooler than han solo yeah was super special yeah i mean the whole movie was incredible I, mm -hmm. the whole everybody acted their their hearts out and oh my god how, how was the name of the um um I remember uh, of the Asian person there. Oh my god! Oh, uh, uh, Donnie, Donnie, Yen? Donnie Yang, Donnie, Donnie yeah. Yen. Yeah, I think. Donnie Yen, bro. Yeah, my yeah, bro. for sure. Oh my god! I I've been watching him. Donnie Yen for a while because like, <laughs> I love martial arts movies. Um, and so I was like, "Fucking Ip Man's gonna be Star Wars. This is incredible." <laughs> I actually cried when well, spoilers. When, yeah. It's when you die. Yeah. 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 For sure. Like it, it, it really is like something. What's interesting about it for me is that growing up, to me, it was like, I really loved the force and lightsabers. Right. And I was like, that's like, to me, that's the best part of Star Wars because mm -hmm. um, I grew up a fantasy kid. Like I, that's all I ever read was fantasy fiction. I didn't really care too much for Star Wars and it felt like, or excuse me, for sci-fi, but it felt mm -hmm. like Star Wars like was like fantasy sci-fi. And so I was like, yeah. oh, like they got a sword and they do magic. So this is like a good, you know, like, so for yeah. me, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch a Star Wars movie that has no Jedi in it and mm -hmm. no, like no force. I was like, Ugh, this sound, but then I'm like, okay, well, Donnie ends in it. I guess I'll check it out. Um, and yeah, it really does. It really does. Uh, something great. And I mean, the same thing with like Pedro Pascal and the Mandalorian. Another wow. show I was like, I don't know, but yeah, I love it. It turned out to be the perfect show. Yeah. And then we get Andor. And then we get Andor. Oh <laughs> and my God. Diego Luna takes it to another level. Um, <sighs> yeah. It's just so <laughs> incredible. Like it, it, it really, it doesn't even feel like Star Wars. No. And and I think that's so good, honestly, because but, yeah, like it, most people were sick of of the Skywalkers. <laughs> like we don't want to Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> leave them in the in the past. Yes. Just yeah. yeah. But um it doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie, but it also feels like a Star Wars movie. Yes. It's kind of hard to explain, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's super cool. Yeah. The speeches, every single speech in that whole show was brilliant the whole writers and Ugh. oh my god um but the thing i'm sorry did i did i no, 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 interrupt you yeah no no you. go ahead um the thing that most um struck me and i was talking with uh dusty about this is that um uh it really had like this well diego luna made it had like this really mexican experience in space mm -hmm. 
And it kind of struck me because of um, spoilers for people who haven't watched yeah, yeah. the show. But there's a, a part where um, Diego Luna's character is running away. And one of the people of the enforcers are after him and start questioning him. Mm-hmm. And that kind of mirrors, you know, Latinos being inter well investigated by people like cops or stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, I mean, the way it's framed too, like I remember watching and thinking like, this feels like it could be like somewhere in Southern California, Mm -hmm. kind of on a beach. There's like concrete around Mm -hmm. and he's just like trying to get out of a situation that he wasn't even involved in. And here you go. Um, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like I've, I related to that experience just, you know, being a black man, but I think like, I remember, God, I remember going to the movies as a kid when I was in high school, I was like 15, 16. Um, I was with my friends, all of my friends, they were all white guys. Uh, one of them was like the brother of one of my friends and he was, he just was always acting up. He was like a guy that just trying to fight everybody, get into trouble all the time. Mm -hmm. So he's getting into it with some dude there and uh these cops show up and break it up i'm not involved at all like i wasn't like cheering him on i wasn't talking shit to anybody i'm just there with them (laughs) they make us all lay down on the floor line us up i'm at the far end i'm at the very opposite end there's like eight of us and the the guy that caused all the problems is at the other end and a cop walks past all my friends and walks over to me oh, and is like, what are you doing God. here? You know what I mean? And does the whole thing. And so it's like, yeah, for me, like that experience is like, yep, this feels, <laughs> this feels on par with being a POC in space. Jeez. Yeah. So, but yeah. I understand completely. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, to the extent that you're willing to talk about it, like from, from, from outside looking in as a person who lives in New Mexico, which is, next door to Arizona. Like I saw a lot of the situation, the way that Arizona treated uh, the Mexican population in Arizona over the past like decade or more, Mm -hmm. Uh, probably a lot more, but you know, like from my bird's eye view, like, is that, have you had a lot of issues since moving there? Uh, Not um, well, this was uh, before I actually moved here. I Mm -hmm. traveled a lot here and, um, I have family around in a whole Arizona, but um, it was probably when I was about 18 mm-hmm. when, and, and I, no, it was before that. Um, it was when SB 1070 was around, mm-hmm. which was highly racist mm-hmm. against, you know, Mexican people, well, yeah. all Latinos. Um, where, where just cops can just frisk you in the mm-hmm. middle of the street without any warrant or anything like that. Yeah. And I saw a lot of that happening around. I saw a lot of people just that looked like me. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't older. I wasn't old yeah. when that was around. And, um, it just kind of make me really uncomfortable and scared, frankly scared yeah. because I didn't want to be stopped by a cop and just frisk me. You know, it was, it was a horrible time. Uh, but um, right now I'm living in one of the whitest communities ever. Mm. 
Um, I'm probably one of the only people of color. I am the only people of color in my job. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of that here. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of uh, uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. That, but yeah. Yeah. I, I see that. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it is so well. I, I remember because I think like there was a time we used to have a governor, Bill Richardson, um it, who was like the polar opposite of of the current current or you know, then governor of Arizona. And there was like this a lot of discussion around like immigration and, and stuff like that. And part of why like now we have to get the quote unquote real ID for our license, like to certify that you're like legitimately here or whatever is because supposedly uh, our governor let in quote unquote too many Mexicans and just, you know what I mean? And gave them licenses. Yeah. It was a whole thing. So like, it was like a really wild thing, but like for me, like I said, like, like one, like the bottom of New Mexico touches El Paso, which then touches Juarez. And it's like, it's all right there. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like we're very close. And literally, I grew up with kids on my street who their parents were from Mexico, like, uh, or they moved when we were when they were kids. And so, mm-hmm. it to me, it was like I don't understand um, any of the discussion around around that. Like it just had always been so weird to me, and just like clearly so racist. And um, so yeah, it's it's fresh. And then it's like, well, I live in New Mexico, which is a place that's more sympathetic to this, and we still have issues. And then you hear like, well, Arizona's much much worse. <laughs> so, yeah. At least from our, you know, from the, the, you know, third third person storytelling that we get from other people. But yeah, yeah, just just wild. It was wild just looking at all those people getting frisk stopped yeah. by cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah. So like, basically, to kind of bring it back, like the, the experiences that you and I were are talking about now, it was one relatable to see in Andor, but also kind of impressive that they got that in. Yeah, got in like <laughs> you know, um, cops being assholes that they got in like prisons being a shitty system and like yeah, you know, like yeah, like it's oh it's my wild. god, yeah, yeah. That was incredible. I when I first saw that, I was like, "Really? Mm-hmm. They're actually showing this on a Disney Plus show?" Yeah, but yeah, that was incredible yeah, to see to actually see that and mirrors a whole lot of experiences for you know people of color. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like what's really great. Like from you know with that, and then I don't know if you've seen Wakanda Forever yet. Um, I haven't, I haven't. No, seen yeah. That. But like to, to have these instances, um, and with everything that Pedro Pascal is doing, like have these instances of, of men who look like you mm-hmm. be like the center of, of like the role is written so that these, the people around them are attracted to them, are looking to them as like these positive or, um, you know, center of attention type roles. Like, I think that that's, um, seems like it would be just amazing in terms of like representation that that we don't often get here in the US. Yes. Uh that was really special to see, you know, Pedro Pascal as this huge amazing cool awesome bounty hunter ish yeah. kind of hero ish. Yeah. Um, um but um because 
I don't know. And then to have like a show that is really cool and gets people and like um, it has a lot of viewers mm-hmm. and it's not something about, you know, narcos or. Yeah. 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 Something like that, which people always think that the shows that we can only produce or can Quinn, we can, that Latinos can only produce and have like a huge viewerships are things about nar- narcos or stuff like that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah, you're right. Like it is great that we can get out of that, out of mm-hmm. that, uh, those typecasts and, and out of those zones. Yeah. And I mean, and you know, Pedro Pascal's playing Joel in the freaking last of us TV show, which yeah. <laughs> losing my mind about. Um, but yes, it is like that, like things like that. I, I think like, I really love, I love it when people get upset about it too. Cause I'm just like, literally go find a better actor. Like the, it, Pedro Pascal is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry if he's <laughs> too Latino for you, <laughs> but he's incredible and he's going to do a fantastic job. So. Yeah. It's better Pascal. It's gonna He's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And um, also it was like, uh, speaking of Star Wars, it was yeah. uh, Oscar Isaac too. Where, yeah. Yeah. Where he was in the, um, you know, the other trilogy, <laughs> yeah, uh, but he was really good. He but he was, was really good, good in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the The movies weren't great, but he was he was <laughs> good. I was, good. I, was <laughs> I was I wasn't going to say that, but yes, it's the movies like were not the best. Mm. But he was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it it's. I don't know. It's so funny to see like some of this stuff, like in media and how we are getting more of this stuff. And I think like, I just hope that we continue to, to support it. Right. Cause I think there was a definite possibility that other people who are like, quote unquote, true star Wars fans and like, Oh, well, this isn't about a Skywalker or we're, we're not going to watch Andor. Andor just happens to be the best TV show they've made mm-hmm. uh, as a Disney show. Um, in large part because of Diego Luna and the other characters that are in it um, and the writing and all the other stuff too. But you know, like there's, it's, it's great that this is happening. We have the um, acolyte is another one, which has, I think over 50% of the cast is POC of the main cast that they've revealed. Interesting. Um, I haven't is, yeah, seen that. It's, it's about the Sith and it's in, during the high Republic. It's, really yes yeah Um, i think like the protagonist is like a young black woman um dealing with like like the synopsis if i remember correctly was saying like basically she's like dealing with like leaving uh the jedi and then dealing with the sith um so i'm really excited it was an interesting story okay so does it have something to do with obi-wan and doesn't this is pre obi-wan okay okay this is pre phantom of the menace oh so way way before that yeah 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 so this is um i don't think i don't remember the exact years but it's like basically be you know we we may see i think because we're going to see a young palpatine so within a human's lifespan but like still pre Pre Obi Wan, mm-hmm. uh, probably like young Qui Gon Jinn era type stuff. 
Interesting. Young Count Dooku. If they're in the show, I don't know if they're going to be in the show. I'm just, I, I feel like I've seen a lot that Palpatine will be involved mm-hmm. um, as a younger person. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I'm going to yeah. keep my ass on that. But I didn't know about that. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff now. But it, like, I think, like, you know, kind of just to, to bring it all back to like TTRPGs, like, it's cool that we have stuff like this that helps us inspire. Um, games like uh passion like that mm-hmm. that are available to play um are there other games that you found by uh by latina creators that you've really enjoyed or had the chance to play or want to uh, play i i haven't had the chance to play i have it right here and it's not one it was written by a mexican creator too mm-hmm. and um um i really want to play that sometime uh, and also, uh, Mario Ortegon is doing a lot of stuff, a lot of cool yeah. stuff. And I've been looking around, playing <laughs> stuff, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be awesome. And um, just keep on eyes on Mario Ortegon, El Warius. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it wasn't then. It was weird uh, when I started in the TTRPG, you know, spaces. Yeah, uh, it was weird because there wasn't many people like me. Mm-hmm. I guess the o- well, the only person I saw was Eugenio Vargas or DM Jazzy Hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I started following him, mm-hmm. and he got into really cool shows, and he started doing pretty cool stuff. Um, but it wasn't until and I only saw like D and D stuff yeah. back then. But mm-hmm. then I got into Vampire, and it was like Cynthia Marie was was yeah. doing a lot of like, was doing a lot of big stuff for Vampire. Um, but yeah, it was it was weird because I didn't see a lot of people like me. Mm-hmm. And doing the um, the um, Hispanic Heritage Month event opened a lot of doors, and I yeah. started communicating with a lot of people. There's a lot of us mm-hmm. around then, and. I just wanted to highlight more of their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a good thing. Like those events, it's tough when it's just a situation of like, here's people you can follow. Cause I think those help to a certain degree, but then it's like, you know, then it's like, okay, well now I'm, I need to get in the following list and then, Mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff, it just becomes a big notification clutter. It's not as easy to like identify who's doing what who's who's actually out here that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um and so i think yeah like events like that really help because it not only is like here's the people that are going to be in the show but then you also get to see them in the show and you get to like you know kind of get this experience right because i think it's there's probably quite a few different ways of like people like some people are like cool you tell me the list of people i need to follow and i'm going to follow that list um and then there are other people are like well you know I still want to like I have my own vetting process or whatever, you know what I mean, et cetera, et cetera. So like I think, yeah, there's so much value in that. And then it brings those people together, people who might not have met before. Yes. And just the joy that we talked about of just like, well, cool. Not only now, maybe you met these people, but maybe you haven't had the opportunity to play with them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that that in itself is so, so much fun. Yeah. I love bringing people together. Um mm-hmm. I also work with uh, Connie and um, Transplanter yes. to to have the um, the event where we have like forty six people of colors. 
of color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was panels and it was it was around the uh, May, which was the uh, around uh, Asian American Asian, yeah. heritage yeah. month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was really special to just organize that, help organize that because kind of did a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, uh, but it was really special to just bring people together and make them, you know, have them set up table and just play teach RPGs together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many amazing panels during that time. I really, really enjoyed that event too. Um, yeah, I think it's like. God, we we need to do more stuff like that. Uh, just as a you know, the the POCs in the space, um, you know, for those who are willing and able and have the ability and <laughs> yeah. and uh, will it, you know all of that stuff to get it done because it it is a lot. But yeah, I'm I love I love to see it and I love um, that you're a part of it because I think that makes a you know you you put a lot of love and energy into that and I think that's what makes some of these things come out so well so yeah ah, thank you thank you yeah of friend. course yeah do you do you what's like uh if you can talk about it like what's what's the next um well I think you just re- talked about one today so yeah you you're I want to bring this up because I, I I think that this is important to you so you started a uh ace con or, yeah. or working on getting an ace con going yeah mm-hmm. um go ahead and uh, the floor is yours I, I'd love to hear more about that so acecon is basically um a whole three-day event there's gonna it's gonna be um in february from the uh, 10th to the 12th and it's mm-hmm. uh, and it's a weekend uh we're gonna have um ttrpgs and we're gonna have a lot of panels and it's gonna or you know revolve around asexuality mm-hmm so it's gonna be all asexual people or in the asexual asexual uh spectrum playing yeah. together or having panels regarding you know asexual being ace in this space yeah oh that's a good name ace <laughs> yeah interesting yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's very exciting yeah so i think like so things like that like things that you know we can have these conversations around stuff because it really is like, you know, yes, like I want to find black players and I want to, you know what I mean? And I want to find Latina players and all this stuff. Like, but I also think like we have so many different things, so many different layers to us that sometimes mm-hmm. as much as this is feeling in this one need, right? There's this other part of my life that is a big part of my identity that I also want to um, to be able to explore and to, and to have conversations around and um to meet other people that are also having similar experiences so that i can one know more people but also like god the expanding knowledge in that way has helped so much um i mean anybody who's listened to my show has listened to me go on this journey of like yeah i don't know i might be autistic <laughs> like to where i am now i'm like yes this is me you know what i mean and 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 meeting people on my show and talking about it has been an absolutely huge influence on me getting the information to get there. So it, that's really cool that you were doing that uh, and you're you. and to know yourself too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think like things like that, I love to see more people having those same opportunities because undoubtedly somebody's going to 
check out the panel because her friends are in it and go, hmm, actually, maybe this is me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. 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 Because um, that's how it works, right? Like we we go through life uh, shutting stuff down because we think we're supposed to because society says it's not okay. Mm-hmm. And then and then we have the opportunity to feel in, safe in a place and explore it and then go, hmm, okay. I guess I guess this is the new thing about me. me? Question mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, if you are willing to talk about it, like, was being asexual something that you found out through teach RPGs through like this past few years? Yes, um, it was uh, actually uh, I came out as asexual at thirty years old. I'm thirty-two okay. now. Yeah, yeah. So it was two years ago, and for the longest time, I thought it was a broken human being that mm. um, I just wasn't meant to be loved or didn't matter or stuff like that. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started talking to people who were asexual in the space that they started talking about their experiences. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, and they started talking about that. And so I started following more people that had like asexual in their bios. Mm-hmm. And they started talking about their experiences too. And I was like, wait a minute, that kind of hits home. Yeah. So I started digging around. I started looking, searching in the internet for stuff or expanding my knowledge on stuff like that. And eventually I was like, oh, it's me. It definitely me. Yeah. And that's how I came just came out as asexual. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think um yeah, if if there's one thing that you know the teacher RPG space has done, I feel like over the past couple of years is really put people in touch with um kind of finding themselves because like one, just through like the people you're playing with and and them being able to share their experiences. But two, I think so many people go through role play and go, oh yeah, I've been exploring this thing, or I want to explore <laughs> this thing, or you know what I mean? Oh, like, okay, yeah, like yeah, getting yeah. to know yourself from yeah a character view. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah, because it it really does. Like, it feels like you know, so many of us, like especially if you're neurodivergent, like you you're used to like masking, right? Um, and and a lot of times it's not intentional it's something you're doing to survive you don't you're less in control of it than you are um you know just like it this is how i get through to the next couple hours to i until i can go home and be myself um and if you don't know that you're neurodivergent you don't know you're masking more than likely so i think what's (laughs) amazing about teacher RPGs is, is the idea that you can go, I'm going to mask, but it's going to be intentional. I've, cr- I've created this character and I'm going to role play through what I want this character to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's powerful. Like that's a really cool thing that you can do with your mind that now you're creating these memories and these moments with other characters that live on in an experience in your head and, you know, hard to beat. Yeah, <laughs> that's really damn that that hit home uh, there. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was like um, 
having a character that's going to, if this is how I started realizing that I probably was also by romantic. Yeah. I started experiencing it. And I think one of my characters started falling for another person mm -hmm. and it was the same sex person. And it was like, yeah. but I also like girls. Yeah. And being asexual and being neurodivergent, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, you know, get to that point where you know what's going on. So, yeah. yeah so, and then I started reading about that too and asking another friend. It wasn't until I actually talked to uh, Duval with Jacob mm -hmm. that. I realized I was also biromantic and asexual because you can actually be two things at once. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that talking to him made me realize who I was. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm I'm all for people finding out more about themselves and being able to live happier, more fulfilling lives uh, where they don't have to hide or or not understand themselves. So I mm -hmm. love that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah, all of course. Stories. Yeah, this has been incredible. I'm so glad we, we finally got to do this. Like I said, we've been, <laughs> this has been in the work <laughs> it's for been a months. long time. Yeah, we did the math. It's been a long time. Um, but yes, I'm, I love that I got to finally get you on the show. Um, if people are not following you, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You need more positivity in your TTRPG space. Go follow TTRPG Gifts. But oh. um, yeah, go ahead and let people know where to find you on Twitter. Um, or if you want to be found and, and all the things that you got going on. Uh, you can find me at Twitter, uh, TTRP gifts. Um, I'm also on hive at TTRP gifts yeah. and on Twitch, TTRP gifts. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so amazing. And it's, it's finally, it's, it's, I feel really, really comfortable talking to you. And it, thank you. You're, you're, you're a very awesome interviewer by the way. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank but you yeah, so that, that's where you can find me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. Um, that'll do it then. Thank you again. Yeah. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. Until next time.